Today on the Political Theory of Everything, I will be giving you your daily dose of news for Tuesday, June 8th. To start off today's Daily Dose, our first article is from Fox News. The title of this one, Kamala Harris's Mixed Messages on the Border, From Migrant Embrace to Do Not Come. The subtitle, Harris had previously called on the U.S. to embrace those fleeing persecution. So Vice President Kamala Harris on Monday issued a tough warning to potential migrants telling them, quote, do not come, end quote, to the U.S. and warning that she believed that they would be turned back, a stark contrast to a more welcoming message she had issued in past years. I actually was just going to play the clip for you guys instead of just reading an article about what she said. So I'm going to go ahead and play that right now for you, and then we can resume our discussion about it afterwards. I want to be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. Do not come. The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border. There are legal methods by which migration can and should occur. But we, as one of our priorities, will discourage illegal migration. And I believe if you come to our border, you will be turned back. So let's discourage our friends, our neighbors, our family members from embarking on what is otherwise an extremely dangerous journey, where in large part the only people who benefit are coyotes. And let us do our work together, Mr. President, again with our mutual commitment of knowing that hope is on the way. And I believe the actions we take together will improve the lives of Guatemalans. And as I meet with Guatemalan community members and leaders, Throughout this day, I will speak with them on what more can be done. So there's the clip of her uh, in Guatemala talking to them. And so what's interesting is the sudden switch. I remember, as I'm sure you do, the Biden administration talking about how they're going to just let most people in, everyone in, and not really turn people away like the they say the Trump administration did. But also you see this stark turn over into telling people, hey, don't come, you know, uh, you will be turned away. We do have laws. You can't come in illegally. Don't make the trip. It's dangerous, which is interesting because I'm pretty sure Trump said the same thing when he was president and he got bashed for it as racist. And what's funny is she also used the term coyote. And when Trump used the term coyote, everyone was like, oh, you, wolves don't bring over like bring over kids. And it, it's just funny how how you can see the division nowadays, it doesn't matter what a person says, but simply who said it. So if, you know, Donald Trump said something, and then Kamala Harris says something, depending on who you, who you like, even if they said the exact same thing, people only listen to one of them, because they, they only care about who says it, not what the person's saying. But anyways, moving on, it's just, uh, the main part of this was just the change that they have in the border security. Kamala Harris has also said that she is going to go visit the border again. 
um, and check on the border crisis that's happening down there. Apparently over 170,000 immigrants have already made their way into the United States since they've taken office. And it's, it's going to be something to watch over as the border. How does it change at the borders? Um, will they actually tighten up or was this, you know, just they're saying something. I imagine they're going to start tightening up a, a lot because they're, they're starting to get a lot of heat for that. Um, and a lot of states are just not listening to them anymore, as we mentioned Texas yesterday. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on this to see how it progresses over the next few days and weeks. Uh, the next one's from the Daily Wire. FDA approves Alzheimer's drug for first time in years. So the Food and Drug Administration approved a new drug for Alzheimer's disease Monday. And it apparently is giving doctors a new um, method of directly addressing the Alzheimer's disease process instead of treating the symptoms of it. So the drug name, it's quite the name. I, I, I don't know if I'll say this correctly. It's like aducanumab. Aducanumab. Something like that. It's spelled A-D-U-C-A-N-U-M-A-B. Aducanubab. Mab? I don't even know. But it was approved by the FDAs. Um, and it was uh, approved through the Accelerated Approval Program, which is reserved for drugs that, quote, fill an unmet medical need based on a surrogate endpoint, end quote. But that uh, do not definitely improve patient outcomes, which it, it means that they're still testing the positive outcomes that this drug can have. So it's said to to slow down the progress of Alzheimer's, not just treat symptoms. And that's what they're testing now is does that do that for a majority of the patients? And once again, this is the first drug in 20 years that's been passed like this. And so there's about 2% of the United States, uh, 6 million people, in the United States suffer from Alzheimer's, so this would be a huge drug in the United States that would help so many Americans. And I, I just thought that instead of something, you know, political, I not share something happier, something that's that's far more impactful than, you know, what some random politician said. And unfortunately for now, there's little evidence for the effectiveness apparently. But like I said, they're still testing it. And so um, Dr. Lon Schneider basically is saying that it's overrated. But the thing is, I mean, even the slightest bit of, of slowing the process, I'm sure Alzheimer's patients would love, even if it just meant what this, the symptom just comes a year later. I'm sure any person would take that. And so once again, they're still testing it out. But it's un also a very expensive drug, unfortunately, and it's estimated that will basically be $56,000 per year. But that doesn't mean that it's how much they will actually pay for it. And it's, it's guessed that it will be between ten dollars and $25,000 per year for patients. So it's, it's administered intravenously once every four weeks. And once again, I'll try to keep you guys updated on this if there really are any more updates. But they are going basically into the stage four clinical trials um, to see if it actually benefits patients. Moving on to the Washington Examiner, the title of this one is Ilan Omar compares U.S. to Hamas and Taliban, says all commit, quote, unthinkable atrocities, end quote. 
So Representative Il Ilhan Omar, who's a Democrat, says the United States, along with Hamas, the Taliban, and others, has committed, quote, unspeakable atrocities, end quote, in her latest critique of the United States. The Minnesota uh, representative, who says the U.S. has yet to achieve social justice compared to the nation to compared the nation to the two groups designated as, quote, foreign terrorist organizations, end quote, by the U.S. Department of State. I find Representative Ilhan Omar to be a very interesting person. A lot of times she's had to take back the things she say because they're like anti-Semitic or, or very hateful things. And I, I find her to be an interesting character to say that the United States is oppressive I mean, she's in a she's more powerful than my entire family combined, you know, extended family combined. I mean, she has far more power, and she gets paid like two hundred thousand dollars a year. So for being oppressed, it's a very interesting person to say that, you know, they're actively being oppressed, which she has, and I mean, she has net worth, I'm sure, in the millions and millions of dollars. And that's where I also see like LeBron James who says he's actively oppressed or something like that. And it's like, dude, you make $162 a minute. If that's oppressed, then I can't say someone who doesn't want to be oppressed. And that's where I don't think people realize. I mean, of course, no nation is perfect and no nation will ever be perfect. Um, but this America that we live in, I don't, I think people lose sight of how good America treats all groups because they don't see other countries firsthand. So you don't get to see how, how, how really ahead America is because you never experience other countries that are behind like that. I mean, America is the only country who's fought a civil war and had hundreds of thousands of people die over the topic of slavery to make slavery end. That's saying something. And it's not to say that America's perfect. Once again, no nation is. But it is to say that America has taken huge steps and people act like it hasn't taken any at all. And you can even see African-Americans nowadays saying, we have as much opportunity as as any other race nowadays. It's it's all about how how you take advantage of it. Ben Carson is a neurosurgeon. He's African American. And obviously he would tell you that he's not oppressed. LeBron James. Probably I think he's close to being worth a billion dollars. One billion, billion with a B. And now he would tell you he's oppressed, but it's just you look at America and how truly equal everything is it's just you have to take advantage of your situation and i understand that certain groups are at a lower like on the totem pole in a way at this point still but you have to that but those 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 lower on the totem pole places also don't select the greatest leaders and those leaders, you know, keep saying, no, 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 you got to keep electing me so I can get you up. You got to keep electing me so I can get you up. And they've been saying that for the past 80 years and people still believe them. And yet they're in the same position that they've always been in. I mean, look at the, the inner cities of Chicago where 63 shootings this weekend or something like that. 63 people killed this weekend along those lines. I, I don't remember if it's exactly that, but 63 shootings. And they are electing the same leaders over and over again, expecting something different to, to happen. And the thing is, the leaders they're electing are pretty pathetic, and they're not—they're not having any changes happen, and they're not trying to have anything change because 
if nothing changes, people keep coming back to them saying, oh, no, we need them. If we just give them more time, oh, we know we need them. If they give them more time, oh, we need them. We, if we give them more time and, and they know that they can keep getting people to come back and back and back and they're going to stay in power as long as they want. But just that Ilhan Omar one was interesting. She just, she's, she's an interesting one. She is of not very, uh, not a very big fan of Israel and she calls the nation an apartheid state and she says that Israeli airstrikes against uh, civilians in Gaza is an act of terrorism. And Ilhan Omar is not a very popular person outside of her own, the area rep that she represents, but I just, she's an interesting person. Moving on to CNN, the title of this one, The Mysterious Origin of the Northern Lights Has Been Proven. So the Aurora Borealis, or other known, also known as the Northern Lights, could easily be described as Earth's greatest light show. A phenomenon that's exclusive to the higher latitudes has had scientists in awe and wonder for centuries. The mystery surrounding what causes Northern Lights has been speculated over, but never proven until now. So apparently this mystery has been solved. A group of physicists from University of Iowa have finally proven that the, quote, most brilliant auroras are produced by powerful electromagnetic waves during geomagnetic storms, end quote, according to a newly released study. James Schroeder from, Schroeder from Wheaton College was the lead author of the study, and the study shows that these phenomena, also known as Alfven Alf waves, accelerate electrons toward Earth, causing the particles to produce the light show we know as the Northern Lights. So I know that's a lot of words, and so I'll try to explain them to you. Um, and so a geomagnetic magnetic waves, um, these are basically changes in the electric and magnetic fields that are also uh, coupled with changes in part particle density. And it basically, the, the, the waves both inside of Earth's core and its surrounding environment are charged with particles. So geomagnetic just means it includes the Earth as well. And so somehow the Earth and outside electrons are interacting and causing these northern lights. So they are now able to simulate it for the first time in a lab using a large plasma device, LPD, in UCLA's basic plasma science facility. So I guess they're able to recreate these. They used a 20 lo uh, meter long chamber to recreate Earth's magnetic field using the powerful magnetic coils on UCLA's LPD. And so the, inside the chambers, scientists created a plasma similar to what exists in space near Earth. And so this is a really interesting article. You can actually go to it. Once again, it's on CNN, and the title is The Mystery, Mysterious Origin of the Northern Lights Has Been Proven. And it just shows you a bunch of these, a bunch of the pictures of the Northern Lights, like from space and stuff. It's really cool. You, you ought to see it. These are the amazing things in, in the world that people forget about because they get too caught up looking at politics and the nitty gritties and, you know, frankly, the things that aren't as important. I mean, the world around us is absolutely incredible. And I think people just, like I said, forget to forget to take a pause and look at look at how amazing the creation is around us. So lastly, from CBS News, uh, title is Republicans on House Panel Ask CDC to Determine if COVID-19 was in U.S. Earlier Than Reported. There have been some blood samples that test positive for COVID-19 previous to anyone thinking that there is COVID-19 inside of... Uh, the United States. I, uh, one of my neighbors actually was the first person to test or, or, or 
reported to test positive for COVID-19. Obviously, there could have been cases previous to him. But Republicans on the House Committee on, on Energy and Commerce are asking the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to investigate early possible COVID-19 cases and blood work in the United States to determine whether the virus was present in the country earlier than current estimates. Specifically, committee Republicans sent a letter to CDC Director Rochelle Walensky asking the CDC to use the most accurate tests available to test more blood samples from 2019 and investigate early unexplained deaths to determine if the virus was in the country earlier than December 13, 2019. The request is part of a committee is part of committee Republicans' investigation into the origins of COVID-19. At this point, I think it's a bipartisan thing that they want to or mostly bipartisan thing, that they want to investigate the origins of COVID-19 as it's looking more and more like it came out of the Wuhan lab. Not necessarily on purpose, but that it did come out of the Wuhan lab. And I think this is part of it, just seeing how early was it actually here and how can that help us track, like, how, how does that timeline match up to, to the Wuhan lab, meaning the people who got sick, stuff like that. Um, how do they how do they match up with the gain-of-function research over there? How do they How does this timeline work out? depending also on, you know, if COVID-19 was inside of the U.S. before gain-of-function research on coronavirus, which it probably wasn't. I don't know how long gain-of-function research has been going on. I'll try to get that to you guys. But it could be somehow that COVID-19 was in here before gain-of-function research in China. That would be a really long time ago, though. And it wasn't actually the Wuhan lab that leaked it. And so it's just trying to figure out the origins of COVID-19 because it is – it. pause the world's economy for over a year and so it is something that's important to to research and i think that the main part of this is trying to figure out the timeline of COVID 19 and that's why they want to figure out the blood samples and if COVID 19 was here previous to our knowledge because that would obviously change around our timeline and show us more knowledge into where it could have come from and when it could have come to us. So that's all the news I have for you today in your daily dose of news. I hope you have a wonderful Tuesday and a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening.